Welcome. You are listening to Central Synagogue's podcast, featuring sermons, lectures, and conversations from Manhattan's historic Central Synagogue. I'm Rabbi Angela Bookdahl. Each week, we invite you to listen to messages of strength and hope given by our clergy on Shabbat or Jewish holidays. You can also listen to audio recordings of other programs and lectures given at Central by subscribing to this podcast on the platform of your choice. If you'd like to watch our live stream services or learn more about our congregation, I invite you to visit us at centralsynagogue.org. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon. And raise me up to a world living, oh, safe from the storm, in the shelter of your shadow. With this week's Torah portion, by faith, we conclude the book of Genesis. And in these final chapters, the dramatic arcs of our patriarchs and matriarchs come to a close. And in the twilight of his life, Jacob gathers his sons around his deathbed to address them one last time. There the Torah tells us, and Jacob blessed them, blessing each one with a blessing that befit him. It sounds so sweet and tender and loving until the first words leave Jacob's mouth. To his eldest son, Reuben, he says, you are as unstable as water. You shall excel no longer. Of Simeon and Levi, he says, their tools are, their weapons are tools of lawlessness for when angry they slay men and when pleased they maim oxen. Benjamin, he calls a ravenous wolf. And worst of all, Dan shall be a viper by the path. Now Jacob does have nice things to say about some of his sons. Judah is a lion who will rule over his brothers. Asher's bread will be so rich that he'll get a handshake from Paul Hollywood. But for most of them, one reads Jacob's words of rebuke and wonders, how can these be blessings? The Torah contains many challenging commandments, but one of the most underratedly difficult comes in Parshat Kedoshim, in the heart of the book of Leviticus. Just one verse before we read, love your neighbor as your neighbor as yourself, we find this little gem. et amitecha. You shall surely reprove your kinsmen. That's right. Just like HR, the Torah commands us to give constructive feedback. The Hebrew term for this imperative is tochacha, meaning rebuke. And even the greatest sages of our people recognized the difficulty of tochacha. In the Talmud, we find an exchange between two rabbis. Rabbi Tarfan said, I would be surprised if there were anyone in this generation who can receive rebuke. Rabbi Elazar and Benazaria responded, I would be surprised if there were anyone in this generation who actually knows how to give rebuke. Considering the cruelty with which he criticizes his sons, it seems fair to say that like the rabbis of Tarfon's and Elazar's generation, Jacob was not particularly skilled in the art of tochacha. Yet, in spite of the brutality of his rebukes, the Torah insists that the words Jacob uttered on his deathbed were bespoke blessings for each of his sons. 
which invites us to put ourselves in our ancestors' sandals and ask a challenging question. How can we experience even the most vicious of rebukes as a blessing? How can we transform tokacha into a gift? What lessons does Judaism provide us to help us better receive constructive feedback? This Shabbat, I wanna offer three concepts, teachings from our tradition to remember to, uh, to remember to help us receive rebuke as a blessing. They are love, wisdom, and peace. Tova Leah Nachmani of the Pardes Institute suggests we start with love. She points to a marvelous teaching of Rabbi Yosef Barchanina, love unaccompanied by tocha, love unaccompanied by rebuke is not love. Of course, the first step to receiving constructive feedback as a blessing is reframing the rebuke, not as an act of cruelty, but as an act of love. Jacob was neither the best father nor the best giver of feedback, but surely he loved his children. To, to love someone is to want them to be the best person they can be. And viewed through that lens, tochacha is among the most loving things we can do. We see someone we love falling short of their potential intellectually, spiritually, ethically, morally. And so we point it out to them. And when we remind ourselves that constructive feedback comes from a place of love, it alleviates a bit the sting of being called a viper. Teaching number two, wisdom. In the book of Proverbs, we read, rebuke a wise man and he will love you. Why is that? Well, it helps to know how Judaism defines wisdom. In Pirkei Avot, the sage Ben Zoma asks who is wise? And his answer, a person who learns from everyone. According to our tradition, true wisdom is viewing everyone and everything as an opportunity to learn. So of course, the wisest among us love those who give them tochacha. They consider constructive feedback to be a gift that helps them grow. Wisdom also encourages us to get curious about our feedback. Maybe Benjamin knew what Jacob meant when he pronounced him a ravenous wolf, but if he didn't, he could and should have asked for clarification. Judaism teaches us that the wise thing to do is to approach constructive feedback with curiosity. Finally, peace. The great sage Reish Lakish taught peace unaccompanied by tochacha, peace unaccompanied by rebuke, is not peace. To better understand this provocative statement, it's helpful to look back to Leviticus, to the verse that charges us to rebuke in the first place. Just before we read, you shall surely reprove your kinsmen, the Torah commands us, lo tisna et achicha bilvavecha, do not hate your brother in your heart. The 13th century French commentator, Chiscuni asks, why does this commandment specify in your heart? His answer? When a person does something that upsets us, we often bottle it up as hatred in our hearts. When we rebuke that person, we seek to release the pressure of that pain. The world without tokacha would be a lot, world with a lot of people holding hatred in their hearts. And it would be a powder keg of festering resentment. One spark and it's gone. Which is why our tradition teaches that constructive feedback is what makes it possible for us to construct a world with true peace. 
Our tradition understands that receiving tokakha is hard stuff. Imagine hearing your viper call you a vi father call you a viper on his deathbed. Nonetheless, Judaism offers incredible tools to help us reorient our relationship with rebuke. So when we hear feedback with love, when we engage with it with wisdom, and when we see rebuke as an essential step on the path to a more peaceful world, we can transform any tolchacha we receive into a blessing. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for listening to this edition of Central Synagogue's podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you're in the loop on future episodes. And please follow us on social media or watch our live stream at centralsynagogue.org, our Facebook page, or on national cable at the Jewish Broadcasting Service. Thanks again for joining us. Hello, hello,